Hello, strangers, and welcome to the December 23rd edition of the Strange Horizons Poetry Podcast, the last of 2019. I'm your host, Chiro Fayenza, and this week we're presenting Maya Chabra's The City That Changed Hands. Maya Chabra writes poetry that has appeared in Mythic Delirium, Abyss in Apex, Through the Gate, Liminality, Metro Kamin, Kaleidotrope, Anathema, The Cascadia Subduction Zone, Starline, and Timeless Tales. Her novella Toxic Bloom is forthcoming from Falstaff Books, and her short fiction has appeared in Cast of Wonders and Anathema. Her website is mayareadsbooks.wordpress.com. Content advisories for this poem include disregard for personal autonomy, blood, body transformation, child abuse, death and dying, murder, and violence in combat. And now, the poem. The City That Changed Hands by Maya Chabra One, the first time it happened overnight. One day we woke up left-handed. The tanks had come while we slept, driving on the wrong side of the road. Anyone who drove properly got crushed, so we learned. The Patriots insisted it couldn't last, and stubbornly refused to write a word in that misshapen scrawl, but it went on and on. We gave up hope and started working on penmanship. Two, when rescue finally came and right was restored, we all breathed as if for the first time. Everything was easy, natural, effortless. So we looked the other way at certain things, like how those born left-handed had to leave. After all, they'd had an unfairly easy time during the occupation. Three, when they came next, they promised it wouldn't be like last time. Sure, all the children had to write with their left at school, but the older folk were spared relearning. They said it would be gently, by degrees, that we would be eased into civilization. Only if the kids didn't fall in line, their parents paid for it. People vanished, and their stubborn children fell into the maw of institutions and guilt. Four, it was a relief when they lost. We started looking for the missing, for justice, and arrived at purity— Ambidextrousness meant disloyalty, but that wasn't so bad, because you could pretend, be a little less sure than you really were with that treacherous hand. Five, there was a sentry girl who became a martyr when she was shot. She refused to make nice with the invaders. She spat and in a calculated insult. She offered them her right hand to shake. The city fought as she must have wanted and was nearly raised. Six, this time would be different, said the right-handers. They put a few collaborators on trial, true, but held off on wholesale purges. People were urged to go on cultural exchanges to build understanding, to even learn both ways of writing. It had been too awful last time. We couldn't go through that again. Seven. But spies and treason undid us, and we switched over to the left again, this time without as much fuss. It wasn't the worst of fates, and we were tired. Eight. The revanche was swift and incomplete. They held the city, barely, for a few hours before being encircled. The commander took out his standard-issue knife and ordered his soldiers— to cut off as many of our left hands as they could, make it impossible to surrender. In the city they still curse him for the orgy of mutilation that followed, but he never saw it. He bled out trying to amputate himself, trying to force his body to conform to the righteousness of his mind. And this has been the December 23rd edition of the Strange Horizons Poetry Podcast. We hope you like what you heard. You can leave us a comment on the podcast page. And while you're there, check out the rest of this week's issue, including the first of the week's reviews. And lastly, as a reminder, Strange Horizons is an all-volunteer organization. We depend on the support of our listeners. So when you have a moment, check out the donate link at the top of the page. And until next time, stay strange.